you, Jesus. Praise his name. Thank you, praise team, for that wonderful season of praise and worship. If you have your Bibles for a few moments, let me go with you to the book of John, chapter 4, John the 4th chapter. I am going to read beginning with verse number 46. John chapter 6 and verse 46. I believe tonight that I am addressing people in this building that have many unanswered prayers. Anybody here lift your hand and say there's, there's some of them still out there? I believe I feel that strongly in my spirit. But I want you to listen. John chapter 6 verse 46. He said, so Jesus came again into Cana of Galilee where he had made the water wine. And there was a certain nobleman whose son was sick at Capernaum. When he heard that Jesus was come out of Judea into Galilee, he went unto him and besought him that he would come down and heal his son. For he was at the point of death. Then Jesus said unto him, Except you see signs and wonders, you will not believe. The nobleman saith unto him, Sir, Come down ere my child die. Jesus saith unto him, Go thy way, thy son liveth. And the man believed the word that Jesus had spoken unto him. And he went his way. And as he was now going down, His servants met him and told him, saying, Thy son liveth. Then inquired he of them the hour when he began to amend. And they said unto him, Yesterday at the seventh hour the fever left him. So the father knew that it was at the same hour in which Jesus had said unto him, Thy son liveth. And himself believed and his whole house. Amen. I want to talk to you for a few moments tonight and I will be brief, but I feel very strongly. I want to, and I don't really know what to call it, but perhaps just living between. Living between two seas. Not S-E-A, but C, the letter C, living between two C's. Everybody said amen. God bless you. You can be seated. Many of you tonight here in this building have prayed prayers as earnestly as you know how to pray them. And you have felt that God has confirmed with you that those prayers would be answered. And yet you sit here tonight 
and they have not yet come to pass. That, my friend, is one of the great frustrations of our spiritual life. And I want to speak to you about living in that time between the offered prayer and the answered prayer. There is nothing more challenging than waiting. None of us are really that patient when it comes to things that we desperately need. It is seen in everyday life, in our everyday living. We are not good at waiting. And yet one of the spiritual disciplines that I have learned about living for God is that often my life is spent in doing just that, waiting. Waiting upon the Lord to move. Waiting upon God to do what He said He would do. And it is that wait that is often the most frustrating and it brings the greatest amount of anxiety. Knowing that the prayer has been offered and released and sent up before the Lord and yet the answer has not yet come down. Waiting for God to move. What a trying time that is. Waiting for God to work. And as often is when we are in that waiting period, God often goes silent. We don't hear from Him as we would like. And there is nothing that is more discouraging than to need a prayer answered and to pray a desperate prayer, but then not to have that answer when you felt like you needed it. So how do you walk by faith? How do you live by faith when you are blind to the solution, but you know that God has heard your prayer? I want to talk to you tonight about the part of faith that is seldom considered And we seldom think about the part of faith that must be a part of our life. We are often encouraged by the demonstration of faith when people step forth and they declare certain things. And we certainly rejoice in the fulfillment of faith when the answer comes and we shout and rejoice. But there is a part of faith that we must take hold of and never let it slip from our grasp. And that is the perseverance of faith. Because oftentimes faith is called upon to endure. Endure to continue when there's nothing encouraging you to go on. To keep believing even though there are no answers coming In the present moment, the circumstances of our text have brought a man to a place of desperation. He was a ruler. He was an important man in the community and in the religious life of that people. But he had a son who was sick and at the point of death. And as is often the case with parents who have sick children... He was desperate and there was nothing, nothing that will drive a person to prayer like a need uh, in your child's life. And so it is, 
It is not unforeseen that, that he would come and, and do what he did in such a way. He, his desperation is noted in the words that are used and how that he approached the Lord. The Bible said that he besought the Lord. In English terminology, it would literally translate it, he begged the Lord. He came with that desperate plea of a parent who realized that a child was going to die unless God intervened. And it was in that desperate spirit that he poured out his need before the Lord. And he besought the Lord. He begged the Lord for his attention and for him to come. And the Lord seemed to rebuke him in in a moment. He tested him with his words. He said, if you don't see signs and wonders, you're not going to believe. And again, you see that desperation bleed out in his spirit when he said, Oh, come down ere my son die. And it was in that moment the Lord simply spoke to him and said, Go home. Your son is healed. Go home. Everything's going to be all right. You prayed. Your prayer's been answered. What you don't seem to grasp and what is not written in the story is that This man at this particular moment was 20 to 25 miles away from home. His son was in Cana, but he was in Capernaum. And the Lord gave him that word in Capernaum, but he had to take the journey back to Canaan, some 20 to 25 miles. Now, in a good day of walking, a man could make part of that journey, but he could not make the entire journey. It would take him about a day and a half to get back to his house. And so this is that interval that we often find ourselves in when we've offered our prayer and we pray desperately for God to move. And yet we are called upon to walk this journey, this this place that we have to go through that we don't get answers and there's nobody there to encourage us and there's nobody there to say it's going to be all right. Everything's good. Your son's well. 25 miles is a long way to have to walk wondering and it's there in that interval that oftentimes the enemy attacks our faith. I don't know what happened because the Bible doesn't tell us this, but I I just kind of put myself into the story and, and I tried to imagine what it must have been like. The Lord spoke to him declaring with definitive words, your son is healed, he's okay, go home. And then he turns and he believes the word, but what happens in that span? Well, nobody knows really what happens because that's the part of life that we can't seem to pull the covers back. But we are often forced to live through that moment or that time in our life when we prayed and we prayed desperately and we feel like God has given us an answer, but it has not come to fruition as of yet. 
And I want to talk to you tonight about how to live in that interval between when you've prayed, when you've offered those things to God and yet you've not gotten your answer yet. And some of you are there right now. You have been praying desperately for some things that you need answered in your life. And you have come sincerely before God. And in your brokenness, you have let your requests be made known to Him. And you feel like when you got up, God heard my prayer, but you're still having to live in that interval where prayer has not been yet fulfilled. Prayers that have been sent up, but there's no answer that is evident as of yet. And so we are journeying tonight in that place of not yet answered prayer. How do you live and what do you do? When you read this story again, you'll find very simply it comes down to two very simple things. Where do you find strength to go on when you're having to journey by yourself or down that road and there's no one there to encourage you? Number one, the Bible said that he took Jesus at his word. He believed what the Lord said to him. Let me tell you tonight, those of you that are struggling with some prayers that have not been answered in your life yet, and you are struggling tonight whether or not God really heard you, I'm telling you tonight, God has heard your prayer, and you're going to have to learn how to live on the word that God has already given you. And you live on that word until he gives you another word. Until you see that word fulfilled. You have to place one foot in front of the other and trust his word. Because his word has never failed. His word will never fail. And many of you tonight, that's all you've got is a word. But the word is worth holding on to. And the word is worth living for. The word is worth believing in. God gave you a promise. I can tell you tonight without hesitation that somebody prophesied over you and said something was going to come to pass. And yet that has not happened as of this point in time. Let me tell you what you need to do. You need to reach up and grab hold of that prophecy and that promise and pull it even closer to your heart and know that God will not send a word that will return void. He will not give a word that will not be fulfilled. And if he spoke it, he's going to bring it to pass. So what you need to do tonight is just keep walking on. What you need to do tonight is keep praying and keep worshiping and keep walking because God will fulfill his word. Don't ever get tired of living by faith. Amen. Don't ever get tired of walking by faith. Because sometimes it's that walk of faith that is what gets you where you need to go. Amen. He took him at his word. When you go through the Bible, you find so many different characters that all they had to base their actions on were the words that were given to them. Abraham. God said, leave Ur of the Chaldees and go to this land that I have promised you. All he had to live on was a word. 
But Abraham lived on that word and that word came to life. And now the world is blessed because of the faith of Abraham. But more importantly, the world is blessed because of the perseverance of Abraham. Because it didn't come to pass immediately. God gave him a promise that he was going to have seed. It was going to be like the stars in the sky and the sand of the seashore. You're going to have a lineage that's going to be without number. And yet as of that date, he hadn't had a child and it didn't look like his barren wife would ever give him a child. But he kept living on the word. He kept living in the word. He kept holding on to the word. I've come to tell somebody tonight, don't let go of the word that God has given you because the word will come to pass. It will be fulfilled. God gave a word to Simon Peter and he told him, in essence, you're going to live to be an old man. Because one of these days, somebody's going to lead you around. You're not even going to be able to walk on your own. You're going to have to have somebody assist you. Now here's Peter in a jail. And they're going to take his head off. They're going to kill him like they've already done John. They're going to get rid of this noisome pestilence of a preacher. He's causing too much turmoil and too much strife in the community because of his preaching. But it was there in that cell that he laid down and went to sleep. Now, I'm going to ask you tonight, how many of you that if you knew you were on death row and tomorrow your head's coming off, how many of you would lay down and sleep the night away? But the Bible said when the angel came, he had to wake Peter up. He, he went to sleep. Now, folks, that's some courage right there. That's some, that, that, that's some kind of courage. But I want to tell you what I believe his courage was based on. It was based on that word that the Lord gave him beside the Sea of Galilee that said, you're going to be an old man. And he's looking at himself and he said, I'm not an old man yet. So what should I be worried about? He said, I'm going to live to be an old man. And I believe that it's time to go to sleep. I need to tell somebody right now that's been worrying yourself sick and you've kept yourself awake at night wondering why God hasn't fulfilled His promise. You need to go home tonight, lay your head on your pillow and go to sleep resting on the promise that God's Word will not fail. It will not fail. It will not fail. And that's all that the man had to go on was a word. But it was a powerful word. Amen. And it was a word worth holding on to. The second thing that you've got to do when you live in that interval between an offered prayer and an answered prayer is to walk the path of obedience. And sometimes this is something we overlook and we do not take into consideration. You have to walk in the light of what you do know until you come to understand what you don't know. You have to live and walk in the light of what you already have until that answer comes. I cannot tell you how many times 
I've stepped into a pulpit in this church and I knew that God had given us promises, but we hadn't seen them. They go way back, way back, 20 years or more. I remember the prophecies that came to our church and I remember the promises that God made to us and I had to get up and preach when I knew that there were people leaving and going backsliding and doing all kind of crazy things. How do you keep going? You keep living in obedience. You keep doing what you know to do because God's going to do what He promised He would do. And you keep doing that in faithfulness and in obedience. You do not lay down the sword. You do not quit the fight. You don't give up. You just keep going on and you keep walking before Him in obedience. Because when you walk in obedience, one of these days you're going to walk by faith right into that answered prayer. If you walk by faith, you're going to find that when you arrive at your destination, His Word has already beat you there. And answered your prayers. His word is already out there in our future working it all out. Some of you are frustrated tonight. You're worried. You need to stop worrying. You need to quit taking all the Zantac and all the other stuff. Because your stomach just so nervous and tied up in knots. You need to trust what God has given you. And lay your head down on your pillow and say, God, you're the one that's got to take care of this. I don't have the ability to do that, but I'm going to live in obedience. I'm going to worship you. I'm going to keep praying. I'm going to keep walking before you. I'm going to keep being faithful to you. I'm going to keep showing up. Man, I've told you this many times and I tell you again, sometimes there's victory in just showing up. When the devil beats you down and you are convinced by some that you, you must have missed it, God didn't really mean that. God meant it. Just hang on to it and walk that path of obedience. Walk in the light of what you know. Amen. Worship in the knowledge of what you already know. How many of you have had answered prayers? All right, there's a testimony right there. So if he's already answered some prayers, then certainly he will answer other prayers. And so I need to stand up and live in the light of that word that he has given me and not be weary in my well-doing. We are often called to live in an interval between not knowing and knowing and it is a tough place to be. And I feel in my spirit tonight, there are some of you in this place right now that are at a point of frustration because your prayer hasn't been answered. Hear me tonight. I come to prophesy over you right now. That word that God gave you will not return void. You need to hang on to it with everything that you have. Don't let anything pry it out of your hand. Every promise that he gives is yea and amen. He will not go back on his word and he will not fail. He will fulfill it. He will bring it to pass. And so you need to put one foot in front of the other and keep walking. 
trusting him, believing him. Worship like the answer's already here. Pray like the answer's already come. Live like the answer is already yours. Amen. And if you will keep walking, you're going to walk right into the fulfillment of that prayer. When he got close to home, the servants came out to meet him and said, Oh, Master, wonderful news. Your son, he's alive. He's healed. When did this happen? This happened yesterday, about yesterday, yesterday. Yeah, that's, that's, that's when that word came. That's how powerful and accurate God's word is. It's not in the neighborhood. It's at the location. It's not just in the community, but it's right there at that particular point. That's how powerful, that's how accurate the word of God is. And God has not given us these promises to frustrate us. Amen. He's not given us these promises to aggravate us. He has given these promises to fulfill them. And they're coming. Listen, they're coming. They're coming. They're coming. So walk by faith, not by sight. Don't listen to the enemy that tells you you made a mistake. You must have misunderstood what God said. No, you didn't misunderstand anything. It's going to come to pass because he said it would come to pass exactly like he said it. So live by faith. Persevere in faith. Walk by faith. And one day you will be able to celebrate the victory of your faith because he will not fail in what he has spoken. Come on, clap your hands to the Lord and give him praise. Right now. Stand to your feet and do that right now. Hallelujah. I praise you tonight, God. I praise you tonight, God. I praise you tonight. Hallelujah. 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 Sometimes you have to be like Columbus. Columbus, in his diaries of his journey across the ocean to find a new world, was, uh, was faced with many challenging situations, the sea, the weather, many circumstances that were beyond his control. Then it became so desperate that the, the very crew that he had hired to help him reach his destination had turned on him. And they were about to mutiny. They were tired of this long, arduous journey. It was a fool's journey. It was not going to bring any of the things that he had said to pass. And it is recorded that a common entry in his diary, and I've told you this before, when everything was wrong, all the crowd had turned against him. He would go down to his little hole in the belly of that ship. He would pull out his diary. He would get his pen. He would write these words. And today, we sailed on. And today, we sailed on. Nothing really to shout about. Nothing really to run the aisles about. But we sailed on. Why? Because we have a promise. We've got a word. We've got a destination to meet. We've got a rendezvous with God's 
mercy. We've got a rendezvous with God's great power. And the work that He has promised will be done. It will be done. It will be done. If you're here tonight and you've got some unanswered prayers, I want you to come and stand here as we close service tonight. And we're just going to take a moment and offer our thanksgiving unto God for the fact that He has given us a word. And we're going to rejoice in the word that he has given us. Come on. Just come and stand here for a few moments. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Holy Ghost, come tonight. Come and confirm that word. Come and lay your hand upon our heart. 